Hey, it's Tom. Wanted to record a quick intro for an episode that I did with Joe Pierce from Newmark Knight Frank. He's a commercial real estate advisor working in the Boston area inside of 128, helping tech and life sciences companies. Uh, Joe's been a huge advocate for Blacksmith and has introduced us into a couple of different projects that we're helping him out with right now. And I think we had a good chat about a lot of different things and how Joe approaches his day to day. And um, I'd like to get Joe on again. Joe's one of the more interesting guys I know. And uh, I hope you enjoy this. Joe Pierce. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Good, buddy. What's going on? Oh, not much. Not much. Just kind of getting my legs back underneath. Uh, I was away for a few days there, um, the beginning of the week, but but all good. Um, How was your trip? Any highlights? It was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Went down. uh, Went down to Rincon, Puerto Rico. for uh, for my wife's uh, friend's wedding, which was beautiful, and uh, yeah, I got some surfing in down there, which was great, and uh, yeah, all around good time. Um, it uh, yeah, the whole trip was just awesome. Nice man. Never been. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. No, I've never been uh, down there. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a little uh, kind of little like surfer bohemian little village kind of place. Um, that feels like know, a Joe Pierce place. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it, it it was awesome. It was it it was, I definitely uh, I definitely felt pretty comfortable there. So it, it was good. <laughs> cool, man. Well, thanks for hopping on. Um, yeah, I can yeah. do like a little um, intro in addition to this that we'll run into it. But um, I want to give you some space just to introduce yourself, kind of however you want to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so. Uh, my name's uh, Joe Pierce. Uh, I work for a firm called uh, Newmark Knight Frank here in Boston. Uh, I'm a leasing broker, um, focusing, you know, the majority of my time um, with working with technology and life science companies, um, and uh, also do some landlord work as well. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, find myself. As far as geographically, um, you know, finding myself in Cambridge for the most part, Somerville, Watertown, um, really anywhere with, uh, within the 128 um, belt, um, you know, th- 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 those are the areas I focus myself on. How did you get here, Joe? Uh, what, so like to, to where I am today at, at Newmark? Um, I like the world. <laughs> Really generally, just to see where you go. I mean, yeah, on earth. <laughs> yeah, how did you, yeah, I love it. How did I you end it. up where you are today? I love it. I love it. Well, um, I'll kind of give you the, uh, I guess the Cliff's note, Notes version here. Um, so as far as like getting into the business, um, you know, graduated from uh, college in 2007. Um, you know, was lucky enough to, went to, to Boston College, uh, a great place and uh you know just from the network um you know being there uh you know was introduced to rob griffin who at the time it was leading the charge at a firm called cushman and wakefield um which is a you know big firm here in the city as well as uh internationally and um you know rob i was lucky enough uh you know to work for rob for you know several years after college i think i worked there for like five six years um underneath his uh, capital markets umbrella. So learned a ton. 
um, you know, actually, you know, within five years, six years, uh, you know, being there, um, you know, I actually just started to, to kind of, I don't know, uh, drift away from the business a bit. So I did actually leave the commercial real estate world for a period of time, which, uh, you know, I think you, you know, the story there, um, kind of went off on my, tried to do, uh, you know, my own endeavor with a good group of friends, uh, you know, opened up a boutique fitness studio, um, just kind of totally random, but, uh, but within like a year or so of, uh, of doing that, you know, I realized, yeah, you know, I'm going to have to, uh, start, uh, you know, start doing something again here, uh, career wise. So, um, you know, was lucky enough to bump into a friend of mine, uh, you know, whom I previously worked with here at Newmark, uh, bumped into him, uh, over at a bar in Nantucket. And, uh, it just so happened that at the time Newmark was hiring, um, this is about six years ago and, uh, you know, came in for an interview and, you know, from there, um, yeah, I was hired and, you know, got right to, right to work in, uh, you know, the Cambridge market working with, you know, life science and technology companies, as I mentioned, and then, you know, within two, three years of that uh, transition of working at Newmark, Newmark actually acquired, um, you know, Rob Griffin's capital markets team from Cushman and Wakefield. So uh, it's kind of funny. It all came full circle. Um, so kind of working with that same group of guys uh, and gals that uh, that I started with, you know, just about 12 years ago. So it's kind of funny how it all came nice. together. Yeah. Tell me about what was going on, like, in your brain um, at those transition points. Like, I'm really curious to hear about, um, you know, you did six or seven years in capital markets for Cushman. Yeah. What were you looking for when you left real estate to, to try something else? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't really, it's hard to say, I, you know, I don't know. I was kind of, it was a weird, not a weird time in my life, but it was just a, I was at kind of a turning point in my, in my life. And, you know, I was a single guy at the time and, uh, you know, just wanted to do something different, you know, really, you know, I graduated college. I was a little bit older when I graduated, um, you know, due to a stint in, uh, you know, junior hockey post high school. So, you know, by the time I graduated from BC, I was, you know, 25 years old and I was not a doctor. So, um, you know, I got right into the working world and, uh, and from there, you know, within five, six years, like I said, it, I, I don't know. I just, I just felt like there was, I needed to see more. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just kind of drifted away from, you know, from being really, um, really focused on the business, um, and just thought, you know, I'd try something new and, uh, and it was a great experience to try something new. And I think I learned a lot, um, you know, about myself and about business in general and, you know, working with people and, uh, you know, it was actually probably the best thing that could ever happen to me kind of, you know, restarting my career, um, you know, on my own, uh, you know, per se. And what I mean by that is, you know, just kind of on my own terms, um, you know, doing what I really wanted to do and focus on and, and actually relearning the business in a way where, you know, it was kind of, you know, the old school kind of way of doing business, picking up the phone, calling people, um, getting in front of as many people as I could. And, uh, you know, I think that really, um, really lended itself to, uh, you know, to come to some of the successes I'm having today. Um, it was probably, you know, I'd like to say it, it probably was one of the better, um, uh, better things to happen to me is kind of going off on my own and, and, uh, you know, and taking those chances. So. I'm with you. What, um, yeah. what did you learn or how much overlap is there between what, uh, 
capital markets teams spend their days doing compared to what you do today? Um, yeah, that, that, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think there's a ton of overlap, uh, you know, as far as just in general, you know, the way, you know, cause you know, taking a step back here, you know, capital markets for all intents and purposes, they're selling buildings. Whereas, you know, on the leasing side of things where, uh, you know, we're working with tenants and landlords on, on leasing the space and, you know, the way that the value of these buildings is driven is by the tenants that occupy them and the rents that they pay. So, um, I think, both worlds kind of go hand in hand. Um, you know, the the information that we as leasing um, brokers have is invaluable to the capital markets uh, team and in their efforts to, um, you know, to market and sell these assets. Um, and then vice versa, you know, we, we're fortunate enough to, you know, to have, you know, Rob and his team, um, you know, leading our capital markets group and, you know, these guys are the best in the business, you know, nationally and arguably, you know, internationally. So, you know, a lot of times and oftentimes, you know, they're selling buildings and, you know, you know, our leasing teams are retaining the leasing assignments. And, you know, through that, you uh, you really open up yourself to uh, to a whole nother network um, that you otherwise may not have had, um, you know, without having that. So it's, uh, you know, the two the two sides kind of work independently in their own silos. But at the same time, they're they're working together, um, you know, sort of indirectly. That makes good sense. What um, you mentioned, like when you got to restart, you were uh, you started in some of the stuff that you mentioned, where it sounded like you get a lot of excitement around is, you know, being a street dog and getting in front of people and picking up the phone. Like one question I, I like to ask is just like, what part of your job fires you up the most or gives you the most energy? Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great question. Um, I, I think in this business, um, you know, you're never, you're never going to know all the answers. So, um, you know, there's kind of getting out of bed and it's kind of like, hey, what am I going to learn today? And I find that to be exciting. You're, you're always kind of learning something new and meeting new people. And, you know, um, I find a lot of energy in that. But, you know, also just kind of, you know, helping companies and good people and helping them kind of figure out and navigate you know, what is kind of like a labyrinth, um, you know, the commercial real estate, you know, world, it, it is very confusing. And you do see, you know, me primarily working with tenants, um, you know, you, you do see them, you know, it's a little stressful, and it's unknown. And, you know, it's, there's a lot of information, and it's very expensive and confusing and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, I find, you know, working with these companies and helping them and giving them some sense of relief that, you know, your, um, you know, their needs are going to be fulfilled. Um, you know, I find that to be a, a really rewarding, rewarding part of the job as well. So, um, yeah, you know, I think there's you're just learning something new every day and, you know, working with good people and, uh, you know, doing the best job you can. And that, 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 that kind of gets me out of bed every day. What's been successful for you, Joe, on finding new clients? Um, I'm, I tend to be a, a, a bit old school, um, in this regard. And it's a lot of it is just outreach, uh, for me. Um, you know, it's picking up the phone, calling people, but, you know, calling with a purpose, you know, not just, you know, a mundane cold call trying to, trying to, uh, you know, relay a, a critical piece of information or something that's going to, you know, really help them and, you know, and guide them in making a decision down the road. Cause a lot of times, you know, when you're reaching out to, to these companies, you know, they don't need your service. And it, it may be, you know, two, three, even five years off as to when they need it. But 
Um, you know, I, I, I find that, you know, that, that constant outreach is, has been part of my kind of foundation for, you know, how I go about my pro you know, going about getting business, um, that along with, you know, just the, um, you know, going to events, trying to get in front of people, but, you know, I find that to be, you know, harder and harder, um, you know, just because the, the people I want to be getting in front of, you know, they're not necessarily always going to these events necessarily. Um, you know, people have families, you know, they, they have things going on. So I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's really hard to pinpoint what, what the most effective um, thing has been for me, but I think uh, just kind of going in with the mindset of, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, you know, meaning making, you know, cold calls, you know, putting yourself out there, you know, getting in front of people, and then, um, you know, just trying to leverage what I'm trying to do better at, you know, nowadays is, um, you know, leveraging, you know, my vendor relationships. I, I think that's very critical because um, I think a lot of people can help each other. Um, so, you know, just working with, you know, folks like yourself, Tom, and, you know, other people in the industry who, uh, who I've done work with and network with, um, you know, they've been invaluable resources for me as well, as well as, you know, all the other you know, 75 or so brokers, um, you know, in my office, there's a lot of information that goes around. So, you know, if you can take a little piece of information from everybody and, you know, all your resources, you kind of pull it together. And, uh, you know, I find, uh, you know, that approach has been, um, you know, successful for me. I think uh, two things come to mind. One is I think a willingness to pick up the phone will be a stronger differentiator. Like, as time goes on, I think that absolutely there's a, like natural resistance to it. It is like a goofy thing to do so that if you can yeah. get comfortable doing that, I think that like there's significant totally. edge there. Oh, totally. Totally. And it's one of those things like, you know, there's some people who are just naturally good at it. I happen to be not one of those people. I have to work at it. And, um, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's hard for me, but I also understand that it's, it's, it's necessary for, you know, for my success, you know, like I, I need to do that stuff. So, you know, I try to get better at it every day. Um, and I find, you know, people, uh, they're willing to talk to you, you know, like, but, but, but don't waste their time, you know, have, like I said, have, have, have some piece of information, have something useful to say. And, and oftentimes they're willing to chat with you. And, uh, you know, over time, you, you know, from those conversations, you develop a relationship. So, um, you know, nothing's going to happen overnight. Um, but yeah, to your point, I think it's kind of one of the basic elements of this industry that often gets overlooked, but yeah, picking up the phone and calling people is, is critical. Um, in my opinion, simple, right? Yeah, it's simple. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, there, there's so many different, you know, commercial real estate technology that's out there now and all this complicated stuff. And I feel like the industry you know, by default, sometimes overcomplicates itself. Um, but at the end of the day, just pick up the phone and, you know, you're going to find success in my opinion. I love that. Um, tell me about, uh, you mentioned like leveraging vendor relationships. And for me, um, something that I struggle with and, and uh, another broker said this to me, like you are great referrers to vendors but it's hard i find it really challenging to to think about how we can be valuable to brokers i mean you 
are on the front lines getting the best information the earliest. Like, I think it would be, maybe I'm wrong here, but it feels like it would be really rare for me to pick up the phone and say to you, I know somebody looking for space. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, I, and, and you're, I think your, your, you know, your, your, your observation is correct there. Um, you know, as quote unquote brokers, advisors, we are kind of on the front lines where we, we do have a lot of the information, um, you know, very early in the process if a tenant is thinking about um, taking on new space or relocating or what have you. But I do also think that, um, you know, just having in your, in your tool belt, um, you know, for lack of a better word here, um, you know, vendor relationships and vendor, you know, you know, whether it be furniture, cleaning, moving, you know, uh, in my world, I work with a lot of um, life science companies. So um, vendors who are, you know, laboratory um, equipment, you know, servicers, you know, providers, those guys, you know, whereas I, you know, you, you do, you, you do the real estate deal and then, you know, maybe you don't talk to the, to the client again, you know, hopefully you're talking to them constantly and, 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 and in constant outreach, but, you know, maybe you're not, you know, talking to them every month or, or every few months, um, you know, during the interim period when they're, you know, in the thick of things on their lease term. But, you know, some of the vendors who you, who you work with, you know, the, like, especially like a lab equipment um, servicer or provider, um, those guys are inside the labs all the time and they see things and they hear things and they may say, Hey, that, you know, Joe, you know, X, Y, Z company, I was over there and, you know, it looks like they're running out of bench space. You know, they have you know, so many scientists in there or, or what have you. And so, so there is, there is pieces of information that, that, that you can, um, that you can get from these vendors that, um, I think is really critical. Um, but you know, when you, when you, when you put it all together and, you know, you have, you know, your broker information and the vendor information, every little piece kind of helps uh, put the puzzle together. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I do think that they're, you know, you guys as quote unquote vendors, you know, do have a different perspective from, from tenant needs. And, uh, you know, I think, I think there is some value there. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's like, I don't in, know if that Intel. It's like, no, it does, man. It's like, you <laughs> yeah. have, you have all, all these little sources of information that could be just hit like as simple as like a project manager from a a lab equipment vendor that says like, Jesus, man, they're all over each other in there. Like that's a good reason to call. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's little pieces like that or, Hey, you know, even on the flip side, if the company maybe isn't doing well, you can still help those guys out. I mean, in a market like, like we are in today, especially, you know, going back to, to the lab users, I mean, you know, Kendall Square, 0% vacancy, well into the triple digits um, on rents. Um, there's a lot of demand out there. And, you know, if I get a piece of information that, hey, XYZ company, you know, it looks like they might be struggling, yada, yada, yada. Whereas, you know, it's probably not great news for the company. But if I pick up the phone and call those guys and say, hey, you know, we are you looking at a sublease or whatever, you know, maybe you can help them out in the long run. And, uh, you know, those are the kind of things. But, but, yeah. You got to also one of the challenges is, is kind of understanding what to do with the information. It took me kind of a long time to figure, figure out that piece of the piece of the puzzle. I mean, you can collect, you know, all the information in the world, but it's figuring out the right way to leverage that information and Intel, um, you know, to, to make yourself most effective that that's the tricky part. Um, but I think I'm getting, getting decently good at it and, uh, hopefully improving every day, but yeah, no, there's a lot of info out there and a lot of intel.
The um, the cadence thing is really interesting to me about your job. So let's say you pick up the phone and you talk to C-level person or somebody that's going to be in charge of um, office space for a company and you have a good conversation, but they're in, they have three years left on their lease. What do you do with that? Like what happens next in that <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. I mean, and it's, and I don't think there's any right or wrong answer to it. Um, you know, in, in this world, whether it be, you know, a technology company or a life science company, you know, three years, anything can happen within that period, whether it be, Hey, a big round of funding, Hey, you know, we hit a, our clinical trial. And usually, you know, people, especially with, you know, the life science world and the way clinical trials work, you have a decent idea as to, you know, your hiring patterns, but sometimes things happen that, that you, that you aren't prepared for. So, you know, I think in this environment, um, there's always a reason to reach out um, to a certain, to, to a tenant, whether, you know, it be an office user and, you know, another company just moved into their building and you have the, the rent that that company's paying, you know, that's a good piece of Intel to pass along um, to the company you want to be in constant touch with. On the flip side, if you're working, you know, with a life science company and you know of a new project coming online and it's delivering, you know, right around the same time that, you know, their lease may be coming up, you know, that's a good reason to give them a call. Um, but again, it, it all kind of goes back to, hey, th- th- there's really no reason for me to be calling <laughs> this certain person at this company. But if you if you peel you know away the first layer and kind of really think about it, there are a lot of reasons why to call them. And, and you just got to kind of figure out you know, what your strategy is and, 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 and how you want to be perceived to that certain person, um, you know, as a, as a person of value, because there's a lot of people out there who do what I do. Um, and we're all kind of going after the same pieces of business. So it's kind of, you know, how do you differentiate yourself and, and just be the most value to somebody because, you know, that, that that's really all they're looking for. Let's go there next, Joe, like in past conversations, you said to me, like, it's not enough just to be able to find space and negotiate deals. Like clients are looking for more than just that. And there's some opportunity for you to be different based on what you choose to, to help with. Like, what do you think some of the best people, like if you don't want to share any of your uh, really great tactics that you want to keep close to the vest, like what do you think some of the best brokers out there are doing to be different? Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, I think, um, as far as like, you know, the best brokers from a, from a tenant, uh, rep side of things, so the, those who focus on, you know, working, you know, m- most of their time, you know, helping tenants find and secure space kind of, you know, that's what I do. Um, you know, I think, I think the best quote unquote best brokers are, you know, offering not just their services, but almost like a full menu of services. So they're, you know, really, you got to put yourself in the tenant's shoes and the tenant, you know, as much as we want to think that real estate is the end all be all in this world, from a tenant's perspective, it's they, they just want to get the, the, the deal done and, and move their company in there and get on with their lives. So as much you can offer like a menu of services, meaning, hey, I, we, you know, as a broker, I, you build, you spend a lot of time building vendor relationships. Like, so you may as well offer those relationships to your tenant clients and kind of put it all under one umbrella. And, um, you know, whether that be, 
you know, project management, which is critical when you're working with, um, you know, life science companies and doing who are doing these sophisticated lab build outs that are way over, you know, kind of my head from an engineering standpoint, you know, you need to know, hey, I need to, if they need to be introduced to, to, to a laboratory construction project manager. And that those are, the, the, that's one, um, you know, kind of example of, of kind of a key um, vendor relationship. Also, you know, to your point, you know, to what you're doing, for, you know, the furniture, you know, that, that's something that often goes overlooked, but, you know, and this kind of falls under a project manager's, um, you know, what, what he would offer, but, you know, just having that all organized and being able to, to say to a tenant who's like, hey, Joe, we just signed the lease. Now, what do we do? And to be able to look them in the eye and say, hey, I got you covered. Here's the group of people who we're going to get, in, you know, engaged in the project. I'd like you to meet them. You know, it just kind of takes a lot of stress off of off of it because you have to realize a lot of times, and you know, these companies and the people that are handling the real estate are, are often wearing many hats um, for that company. So um, to make it as easy as possible for them, that, that's, that's really, that, that's really the best thing you can be doing. And furthermore, I mean, what I see kind of the, the best brokers doing out there, the quote unquote best brokers, um, you know, social media, that, 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 that's a big thing, you know, and I don't do enough of it. Um, but, but, but I do, um, I do think there's some, a lot of value in that. And, uh, I see, you know, numerous brokers out there really leveraging it really well. And, uh, you know, I think that that's a really good thing to be doing. Um, you know, and that all just kind of leads into, you know, how you're branding yourself and, um, and whatnot, speaking engagements, you know, getting out there, um, you know, really it goes kind of back to what I said earlier, just kind of getting out of your comfort zone. Um, so I think, you know, the best brokers out there are constantly doing that and, uh, you know, just constantly being top of mind. Who can you think of anybody off the top of your head? That's, that's really active on social media that would be good for me to check out. Yeah. Um, as far as, as far as like brokers in the business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, put me on the spot here. Um, Sorry, buddy. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's good. No, no. I, it's it's good. Uh, get me thinking after, uh, after a a week in Puerto Rico, um, in my, let me just think in my office here. I know like, I feel like Ben Sutton, um, he's a downtown leasing broker here in the office. I think, I think he does a really good job of it. Um, but, but also it's kind of taking a step back here with, with the social media stuff. And this, again, I, I don't do it. And I don't do it right now. And, and, and that's kind of one of my 2020 goals um, is, is to be more active with it. But, um, but, but, but what I find valuable is when not just like the kind of clicking and sharing of articles and, and what have you, it, it's really the brokers who are kind of taking it one step further and, and putting some insight and, 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 and kind of putting their thoughts into something and, you know, coming up with original, um, you know, thought pieces. I, I think that that's, that's kind of how you dif- differentiate yourself, um, you know, as a broker. And, you know, I can't really think of many off the top of my head right now. Um, but I see Ben's um, up there. I think that's, yeah. um, I think you really nailed it there. Like, I think there's um, a guy, actually, there's a guy, I have to cut you off. there's a guy, um, a gentleman who I've only met like once, but he's in our California office, this guy, Ryan Harding. Um, he's a good guy to check out. He does a really good job of it. Um, and he actually, you know, my company, Newmark, um, you know, there's, they offer like, you know, learning portals and tutorials. And he actually, I believe has, uh, you know, has taught a few courses or given some insight, um, you know, to younger brokers on, you know, how to best leverage that. So 
he is a guy who would be good to, who'd be good to look at and, you know, and and what he's doing, but yeah, sorry to cut you off. No, I, I think that you, uh, you nailed it. I think there's like nothing more boring to me than when somebody just shares like a corporate article. Yeah. Like like, who cares? (laughs) Shares a report that the global office put out about vacancy rates. It's like, come on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You think about it. Are you a human? Like, it's just, I think there's so much opportunity there. You have so much knowledge in your brain based on what you've done over your career that could be helpful to people that are at various stages of either trying to open an office or expand or even, uh, even like if you, if there was content around, um, like my business is in a bad spot and we're in this lease that, um, I'm not sure how to think about downsizing. Like, I don't see anything like that out there. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You don't. Um, and, uh, again, it just kind of goes back to, you know, ways to differentiate yourself as a broker. And I think there is really an opportunity there to, uh, if you are putting out those kind of thought pieces and again, I know I'm not doing it. Um, I hope, you know, in this year uh, I can, I can start to, you know, take a crack at it and, you know, put myself out there and get, get out, get outside my comfort zone a little, um, you know, putting my thoughts out there. But um, I, I do think that there is kind of a, a glut for that, um, that sort of information, you know, cause you, you can go on LinkedIn and you, you, you do see kind of all the sharing of articles, which is great and whatnot, but you know, I, everyone's, everyone reads the paper, you know, we, 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 we all know this, like, you know, the, the information that's out there. So, um, you know, putting yeah, your like thoughts I saw- on it, I think is the critical, is the critical piece. Yeah, I saw um, like a bunch of people hit share on um, how do you pronounce the gentleman, the developer from um, International Place? His name is it Kiafaro oh, or Don Shafaro? Shafaro, yeah. yeah. He yeah. Uh, like his new plan to do the Harbor Towers uh, garage project. And it was like 11 brokers shared the same article with no insight. It's like, yeah. Uh, what am I going to do with that? Like, tell me yeah. about, like, are we ready from a, like the MBTA is falling apart at the seams. Like, do we need another 600 foot tower? Like how is anybody thinking about this like slightly yeah. differently other than just, Holy shit, we're going to have another half a million square feet of office space to lease. Like where are these people going to go? Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's, it's a funny kind of like using that as an example. I mean, it's one of those things that's as a broker, like, I, it might even be hard to put your thoughts on it. Cause you know, if, 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 if that project does get approved, you know, you don't want to be the one that, you know, was putting a negative <laughs> spin on a negative <laughs> spin on it. And when, when you, when you're going, when you, when you're going into pitch the business. So, you know, I, I, I do see kind of the, the two I understand sides that. Yeah. I hadn't thought yeah, of that. Yeah. The, I do see the two sides of it, but, um, but yeah, no, I mean, and again, there's nothing wrong with sharing articles. I mean, whatever. I mean, it, it's great. Like someone may see that, that, otherwise didn't know the information or didn't read the paper and they may say, Hey, let's call, you know, whoever John Smith up and whoever the broker is who shared it. And uh, let's see if you can give me some more info on it. So no, I, I, you know, there is, there is some value to it, but you know, I I just think the the best brokers out there, the ones who are really differentiating themselves are, are putting, putting out their own thought pieces and um, you know, trying to, trying to move the needle that way, I guess. Can I transition into some selfish stuff that I want to ask you? Absolutely. Um, Love it. So like you 
have been super valuable to us on introducing us to people that, that we can help. And there's the, our messaging, like I'm, I'm really battling trying to find the next Joe Pierce. It's like, I think that what we can do can be helpful to brokers, but the message hasn't really resonated much. So just in an effort to um, understand like what do you think, knowing, having, you know, engaged us on a couple projects, like where do you think I should spend my time in trying to reach brokers? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's hard to kind of put your finger on it, just kind of getting yourself into the, into the mind of a quote unquote commercial real estate broker. I mean, people are often just fixated on the deal and getting that done. And, you know, this kind of goes, lends itself to, you know, the brokers that are differentiating themselves and, and offering a full menu of services. So, you know, I, I think oftentimes, you know, brokers aren't necessarily thinking outside the box and kind of like, hey, let, after the lease is signed, how can I continue to help this client? So, you know, maybe from, from your perspective, you know, approaching the brokerage industry in that regard, like, hey, you know, now that the lease is signed, you know, how can you continue to help your client and, um, and do it in the most seamless way possible? Because really, you know, the way that, um, you know, your value, in my opinion, you're, you're, you're great at just making things simple. You have dumb it down. You know, um, when we're talking about office furniture, you're not, you're not putting out, you're not offering, you know, a hundred different options. You get kind of simplified down to, you know, using the data that you have that, hey, these are the options that these companies want. Let's just focus on those, you know, the, the handful of, um, you know, of different furniture, you know, options that, that, that you offer. So I think that that really simplifies it and, and makes it a lot easier for tenants um, to digest, um, you know, just because it's kind of like an overwhelming, in my opinion, for tenants, you know, putting my tenant hat on when they're kind of going through the process, especially early stage companies. I mean, a lot of times you have, you know, young, young, young adults coming right out of college and you know, they're, uh, they're managing these companies that have just raised $10 million. And, 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 and this is a lot to a lot on their plate. So um, I think you do a fantastic job of, you know, just kind of making it easy and simple and um, looking people in the eyes and, and, and they trust you. Um, but as far as to answer your question, sorry, it's kind of went off on a, on a tangent there to answer your question to kind of how, how would you best, um, you know, get in front of brokers? I mean, you know, there's various different events, um, you know, I don't know if that's the right route. I mean, I think, you know, working with people such as myself, I, you know, I'm going to be the biggest advocate, um, you know, for you, Tom, and, and, and your company, Blacksmith. Um, you know, I, I think that the word of mouth within the brokerage, and it's a small community. I mean, you know, and I think you've, you've done a good job of, you know, penetrating and speaking with and working with um, a good variety um, of, of brokers in the community. And I, I think that that's just going to continue to grow, um, you know, uh, on its own and, you know, the word will get, will get out there, but, you know, as far as marketing directly to the brokerage community, I think, you know, most brokers, as far as social media is concerned, you know, everyone's on LinkedIn. I think that that's a good, a good place to, to spend a lot of time, you know, in your marketing efforts. Um, and then also just kind of like, you know, is now events, NAOP events, you know, these are all just broker heavy events that, you know, it, it, any sort of sponsorships or, you know, and, you know, full disclosure, I don't work for either of those, uh, of, <laughs> of, those, 
<laughs> of those groups, but uh, giving them a shout out. Um, but yeah, I think that those those types of uh, broker heavy, um, you know, event kind of producers could uh, you know could be could be valuable for you to uh, you know to leverage. Can you think of any other vendor partners that you use that like do a good job of of marketing to you guys? Like it feels like um, anybody in a furniture seat, a moving seat, a cleaning seat, a PM services seat, like they're probably all peppering you guys on a really regular basis. Like is anybody yeah. doing it well? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, it's, I mean, I think everybody does it well and you know, it's, I'm never going to turn down, um, you know, a, a lunch or, you know, a drink after work. And, you know, I think that those are great experiences or, or great ways to kind of really get to know people. And I've met, you know, some really great people um, just through those avenues, you know, grabbing lunch with, with a PM or, you know, someone in the construction world or someone like yourself in the furniture business and learning about what they do and, you know, these are some great relationships that I have to this day. Um, and that's how they were, they were developed. But um, recently I've, um, I've really started to kind of, I, I'm working, I'm focusing more on, you know, I've joined a couple of networking groups and I find those concentrated smaller groups. Um, I do get a lot out of that and, and I'm, and I'm developing really strong relationships with a variety of different vendors, including yourself um, you know, from those groups. So, you know, the smaller settings where there's a variety of different food groups in the room, all kind of talking about, um, you know, their experiences and their clients and how we can all, you know, help each other. I find those to be, you know, really valuable, um, environments, uh, you know, to kind of, you know, work on leveraging, you know, the, uh, you know, the network of vendors. Got it. Um, we are at 37 minutes. So is there any, uh, wow. anything that you want to get in here before we put a bow on it? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think, uh, yeah, I think you, I think we covered it all. I, uh, you know, I appreciate having me on and, uh, yeah, like just, I think you do a fantastic job in, in, in what you do, Tom. And, uh, you know, I look forward to, uh, you know, to continuing to work with you uh, in the future here and, you know, better serving, you know, my clients, you know, with you and, uh, yeah, and just, uh, you know, keeping it going here. Thanks, Joe. We really appreciate you, man. Let's do this again. I love it, Tom. Yeah. Thanks so much. Okay, buddy. See ya. All right, see ya. See ya. Bye.